Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Good afternoon, listeners. This is the DOGS program. The Australian Council for the Defence of Government Schools are here once again uh, to defend and to promote public education. And as we say every week, when we talk about public education, we talk about education, which is public in purpose and outcome. Above all, it is publicly accessible to all children. No child can be sent away from a public school if its parent comes to enrol it. doesn't matter what their background is. And public education should also be publicly owned and controlled. No private public partnerships with all their corruption and outsourcing that we have had to experience in the last few years in Victoria. As well as that, the uh, public schools should be the only one ones that receive public funding because they're the only ones that can possibly be publicly accountable. And our governments, if they are proper democratic governments, should provide a first-rate public education for every child in this country. There should be no talk of disadvantaged. No child could possibly be disadvantaged if our public schools were properly funded and looked after by our governments if they were prepared to take responsibility. That is, if as well as having representative government, we had responsible government, because you can't have the one without the other. Well, today, of course, we're all all going to do our duty, I hope, at the local election box. And we have a press release 661 on our website at www.adogs.info. The dogs have been around since the 1960s and every election there is an attempt to marshal the Catholic vote. And press release 661 says, Don't vote Greens, Catholics urged. But does the Catholic vote count anymore? If Catholic schools want to discriminate in hiring staff, then stop taking government money. Commenter, MJ, date and time, June the 24th, 2016, 8.48pm. Absolutely. If you accept government money, leave your discrimination at the door. Out of interest, why does an all-knowing, all-powerful, omnipotent God always need just a bit more money? 
I only ask, as the last valuation of the Catholic Church's assets pegged it at $8 billion. Pretty good growth rate given the message of poverty Jesus conveyed. Commenter, Glasnost. Date and time, June the 24th, 2016, 10.15pm. Now, these comments were prompted by the report in the Fairfax Media that... Tens of thousands of Victorian Catholic school students have been sent home with letters warning their parents about voting for the Greens in next week's federal election. The Catholic Education Commission of Victoria circulated the letters to schools in marginal seats, seats where MPs are retiring and electorates where the Greens are hoping for a win. Well, this same tactic, listeners, was used in the state election last year. Do you remember? And it had the opposite effect. The Catholic vote is a swiftly waning political force. The Greens in Melbourne should be delighted that the Catholic hierarchy has made the same mistake again. And given this message from the Catholic sector, public school supporters should consider seriously the Greens' education policies. Why? Mr Elder, a former state Liberal MP and the current Director of the Catholic Education Commission of Victoria, is concerned that the Greens wish to implement a genuine needs policy. Dogs have never had any illusions about any form of a needs policy and because the private sector have always managed to forge such policies into greeds policies. For example, dogs have exposed the Catholic Church for diverting needs funding to wealthy schools for the last 40 years. And the Victorian Auditor-General has finally exposed their mismanagement of taxpayer funds. And you can look at our press releases on that. But public school supporters can only put the coalition parties last on their ballot papers and then have a look at what the Greens and the Labor Party are offering. The public school vote has already made the Labor Party competitive in the coming federal election. Before the election was called, the stocks of the Labor Party were very low, but they took up the Gonski funding cry from the state school parents and teachers. So it's to be hoped that a sensible, independently-minded Senate, which is the House of Review, in which the Greens usually get some kind of representation, will prevent the further privatisation of public education if the coalition, as we're being told it's predicted, win a majority of seats in the House of Representatives. So if you haven't gone to the polling booth today yet, make sure you put the coalition last. So that's what the dogs have had to say. Now, last week we played you a very interesting interview on the ABC from a gentleman, Brian Morris, from South Australia. And um, we promised you that this week we would talk to Brian Morris. After this short break, we will be talking to Brian Morris. For three years, teachers have had their qualifications, their pay, their pensions and their working conditions attacked relentlessly by this government. I'm a proud product of a government-funded primary school education and of a government-funded secondary school education. 
Australia is one of the richest and luckiest countries in the world and there's no reason whatsoever why we can't have the very best public schools in the world. It's still not good enough that kids with disability miss out. Our education is not for profit. Our education is not for profit. You're listening to The Dogs, the defence of government schools on 3CR. Well, hello, hello, Brian. It's lovely to hear you today. We've already heard from you, actually. We played the ABC uh, interview last week, so we promised our listeners that we'd be talking to you one-to-one today. Welcome. Well, hello, Gina. It's really good to be with you and uh, happy to talk about uh, this whole range of, uh, of issues that relate to uh, to religion and politics and uh, and the issue of schools and the census, of course, which is coming up in August. Well, the dogs have um, have been in this game, if you like, since 1964. Um, we've already been to the High Court and tried to uh, prove that Section 116 is really about separation of religion from the state. And uh, Lionel Murphy agreed with us, but the other judges were somewhat uh, more diffident. And uh, we've also been struggling with uh, the public education issue. So we're very, very interested in what you have to say. So what well, do you have to say about well, religion yeah, and politics? I'm, I'm well aware of all the work you've done, and you're well ahead of us uh, over here in, uh, in Adelaide with, uh, with Plain Reason on, on the issue of, uh, of, uh, of public uh, of uh, public schools, um, but but the, the issue that we raised just recently was the um, just that factor of uh, 11 billion dollars a year now going to uh, to private schools, and um, the uh, the figures were from a, from an article in the, in the Age just recently that was uh, by the year 2020, just in a, in four years' time, that the um, the amount of money that goes to um, public and private schools will be will be the same, except of course the public schools have this uh, huge advantage of of uh, a very large fees from uh, from parents, uh, plus their sponsorships and, uh, and and all the other deals that they have. Uh, but I guess this feeds back also to that great book that was written by uh, Marion Maddox, uh, came out in the beginning of uh, 2014, taking God to school. Um, was that the end of um, egalitarian education in Australia? And uh, and and Marion, of course, is is a Christian. I mean, she's uh, I think she she comes to the uh, comes from the Uniting Church, but she really blows the whistle, doesn't she, on the whole issue of the enormous waste in private schools with the uh, the vast amount of money that they get that you know going into. very large sporting complexes and um, synthetic tennis courts and uh, heated swimming pools, Olympic size and all the rest, where we have public education that is really striving to get uh, adequate funding and resources to provide a good education for people in, uh, who are less well off. That's right. Of course, um, people who are genuine Christians uh, believe that you should separate out religion from the state, and um, this has always been the dog's position. Uh, it's not just the Uniting Church or people who've got a social conscience who who believe this. Um, oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I guess I'm just quoting Mary Maddox. I mean, yeah, she's that's quite her background. Right. Yeah, she's and right. uh, the, the fact that, you know, she, she's, she's 
uh, and I guess this whole thing that, and, and what she talks about, and, and you've obviously, you know, you're well aware of the book, of course, mm. um, taking God to school. But uh, the the other thing that you know, really frightens us uh, from from plain reason, where our, our whole thrust uh, in the secular movement is to promote science and and reason and critical thinking uh, in all things, but. But I guess the, the the issue at the moment is certainly religion. And uh, Maddox, again, in, in that book, really, um, again, blows blows the whistle on, on the, uh, the, the, uh, the level of evangelism yep. that is going on in private schools. I mean, uh, whole, you know, classes being taught that uh, evolution is a hoax and uh, the earth is 6,000 years old. I mean, real creationist stuff, which is going on in so many private schools across the country. Well, uh, if they want to believe it, they can believe it, but there's a question as to whether or not we should pay for the propagation of these beliefs. Well, that's and, exactly the and, point. But, but, but there, is, there, there is also the other point. I mean, people can believe what, what they wish, but uh, our argument is... Uh, it's got nothing is, to do with it, education. Well, it has nothing to do with education, and we strongly oppose the idea of children being indoctrinated at, uh, at, a, at a fairly early age, the age of six, seven, eight, nine, um, to, to believe uh, pseudoscience. Well, uh, it's not even pseudoscience. It's uh, proven to be uh, complete nonsense. And, uh, and so here we are in, in this enlightened era and trying to get more kids involved in mathematics and science and, uh, and technology. Uh, and the, the amount of children that are going through some, a, 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 a reasonable proportion of these private schools that that are being taught, um, you know, creationist um, theology, which has nothing to do with um, with science or the real world. Yes, well, of course, um, there's a lot of uh, concern too about. Um What's being taught in Muslim schools, uh, they have their own uh, legal system, but uh, the same thing actually applies to Catholic schools. And we've recently had um, in Sydney the withdrawal of, of funding from a Muslim school, but here in Victoria the Auditor-General has blown the whistle on the whole Catholic education system that has mismanaged the needs policy since oh, since ever, ever there was state aid. They've given the money to the wealthy schools, not the the needy schools yeah. um, and there seems to be um, uh, <laughs> one rule for one and another for another and uh, it's just not working. The only way around it is to stop state aid to uh, private religious schools and, uh, well, have a good, and have a good public system that's been our position since 1964 mm. uh, but, couldn't, Obviously we couldn't agree with you more and uh, you've been leading the charge on that which is fantastic but, but of course it's not just... Um, it's not just the Christian schools we're talking about, but but we have to bear in mind that um, you know that 94% of them are uh, Anglican or, or, or Catholic. So uh, it's a very small number of, of, of Islamic schools, but but the, exactly the same applies. I mean, you know, whatever the religion uh, in this day and age, um, you know, I mean, uh, why should uh, other taxpayers be footing the bill for uh, decisions? Made by parents that may want, may want to put their their children through uh, through a religious school. I mean, you know, why do we have to pay for it? If if I, if I don't use public transport, um, the government doesn't buy me a car. So if people want to make those decisions themselves privately, then they should be uh, they should fund it privately. Yes, yes. Well, um, it's the problem has been exacerbated since the market ideology. Um, 
took hold in the 1980s, I believe, or we believe. And so the two are working together and the, um, the public system is uh, in trouble. We're in trouble. Well, it is, it is. And, uh, but, but, it, but it goes back um, It goes back a little bit further. I mean, I, I, I don't want to keep referencing Marion Maddox, but, yeah. um, but uh, there, there are so many excellent books to, to reference. But, but, of course, her book... Um, in uh, in 2005 was uh, was got under Howard mm. um, the rise of the religious right in Australia and and she really put it right, you know her finger on the pulse with that that this that, you know the the increase in in money for 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 private schools and and this whole ethos really developed with Howard uh, John Howard and it's really increased since then through subsequent governments. And I mean, to the point where what now? Forty percent of, uh, of Australian uh, school kids are in uh, in private religious schools, which is uh, quite remarkable in this day and age. Well, if you actually think about it, it's taken billions and billions and billions of dollars of our taxpayers' money to actually get them there. So that That's means right. the sixty percent, which is the majority, are still in our public system, which I find. Very interesting indeed, although the public system is under constant, constant attack. Uh, I, I'm very interested in what's happening over in South Australia. We, we know what's happening in New South Wales. We know what's happening to a certain extent in Queensland and in Victoria, of course, we know. But Adelaide's a bit different, isn't it? You have um, a very interesting Professor Alan Reid over there at the university. Well, indeed, indeed, and uh, and, and Alan uh, has been uh, working seriously with uh, his latest research. Uh, uh, um, what, what is it? Uh, uh, building our nation through public education. Uh, written an incredible um, report on uh, exactly why uh, public uh, public education needs to be uh, needs to be bolstered. And so uh, Alan has done tremendous amount of work together with the, uh, the um, Australian Principals Association. So. Uh, they're continuing to obviously to fight hard, um, and uh, that's really all we can do, I, I guess, is um, is just keep up the pressure on uh, on governments to 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 change their policies. Indeed, and uh, we certainly don't want to see uh, Mr. Turnbull getting back and not even giving some money to Gonski. But you yourself have been writing, haven't you? You've been producing a book lately. Would you like to tell our listeners about that and how they can uh, can acquire it? Sorry about the book. Your book, yes. Yeah, well, uh, that, that was that was thank thank you, Jean. I mean, that was published. <laughs> that was published in uh, in June last year. Um, the title is um, uh, Sacred to Secular. Um, uh, 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 as usual with these sorts of things, a pr- provocative subtitle: Why a corrupted Christianity needs a secular solution. But you know, in the book, I, I really talk about all of these things. I mean, the whole range of of, uh, of social issues. I mean, there are more than two dozen that uh, that are very badly affected by um, again uh, religion and politics. It gets back to that uh, that that Maddox book of got under Howard, and we've noticed that since then um, the level of of uh, of, of, uh, of MPs and uh, and senators very much wearing their religion on the sleeve and affecting directly a, a, a broad range of social issues. The current one, of course, is, uh, is reaching the headlines, is, uh, is same-sex marriage. Mm. that really goes back to August last year when uh, Abbott was still Prime Minister and uh, they had their joint 
Liberal Party uh, um, room meeting to decide on their conscience vote for same-sex marriage. And, of course, they voted down their own conscience vote last August uh, by, a, by a, a figure of, uh, of 60 to 30. So 60%, 66% of the, the, the Liberal Party room um, didn't want their own conscience vote. Of course, we ended up with this incredible plebiscite now. Um, it's going to cost the country $160 million. Um, and if Turnbull does get returned uh, on, uh, after Saturday, um, it's still open-ended about when the plebiscite will happen. But the terrible thing is that it's going to just open the floodgates of, uh, of, of all the, uh, the hate and vilification from from those people who are anti-gay. Uh, I mean, we saw it, you know, throughout the uh, the media and certainly uh, through the Internet after the the Orlando massacres in the, in America. Um, you know, all these, these statements from all these Christians and, and others, uh, Muslims and all the rest, saying it's God's punishment um, on, on gays. Well, we're going to see very much the same sort of thing through this, uh, no campaign. We uh, certainly to, hope to try not. And, yeah. Try and stem the the tide and and reject the whole uh, idea of changing the marriage act. Yes, well, it's it's very very sad situation indeed. Our experience has been that even those Christians who have taken a firm separation of religion from the state line, when the money was there. <laughs> their conscience very quickly took a bit of a backflip, uh, particularly when it came to getting money from their schools. Section 116 was placed into the Australian Constitution very, very substantially by activities of the Seventh-day Adventist. And yet um, when the money was available for their schools, they didn't say no. In fact, they grabbed it as quickly as they can, could. And you have the example of their business operations with the sanitarium and so on. So well, religion, and, and that gets into the real, um, the real money-making of the religious people, which is in the taxation expenditures, otherwise known as the exemptions uh, for taxation. Yeah. Well, there, there really needs to be some uh, some new and updated research on that. It goes back to uh, some research that was done through the uh, the Secular Party of Australia, but yep. uh, it goes back um, you know a number of years now. Where Max Wallace's uh, book, thirty one billion dollars that uh, that churches uh, and church organisations right across the board, uh, you know, avoid in uh, avoid in, in paying tax. Yes, well, that was Max Wallace. Um, he, he, he did The Purple Economy. But let's get back to your book, uh, your book about um, the secular religion and the secular. Um, how can people get hold of a copy of it? Well, they, 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 they can, Jean, and obviously the, uh, I'm glad to say that the, the, uh, the book is, uh, is really going very well, and I think more and more people really are interested, and it's really not surprising when we consider that the, uh, the majority of the Australian public is now uh, religion neutral. Yes. And, uh, and that, will, um, that will certainly be explained in the, um, and certainly come to pe- people's attention after the, the, the census in, in, uh, in August. But, but, but people can go to our website, um, mm-hmm. it's www.plainreason.info. Um, that, that suffix tends to confuse a few people, it's just .info. Yeah. So it's plainreason.info. And uh, 
there's a, there's a link there to, ha uh, to the overview of the book. There's a good uh, and, and there are a number of a number of sections from the book that are on on the website that people can read through. And uh, and if they're interested, of course, they can go to the um, you know to the to the buy section and um, and through our through our organisation purchase a copy. Uh, and but what we do is really to to look at really bring up to date this whole question of. Of, uh, of of religion uh, in politics and in society now, and, and you know the, the drive of most people wanting to to have passed a, a broad range of, um, of of secular policy, which is being obstructed by very much a Christianised um, parliament, and particularly from obviously from the the Liberal National Party, but it's not just. It's not just um, same-sex marriage, of course. It's uh, you know voluntary euthanasia is an issue. We've we've still got this issue of prayers in Parliament, which is quite absurd for a supposedly secular con uh, country in the 21st century. We've we've still got chaplains in schools. You know, over 800 million dollars has been spent. Um, since the inception of the uh, the program a few years ago, to put chaplains into schools, they're not supposed. To, uh, this is public schools, of course. They're not supposed to proselytise. They're not supposed to be, you know, deliberately bringing uh, children to the love of God, or, or as they uh, they say from all these evangelical organisations, making disciples of Christ. Um, but of course, we know that they do that, and that that should not be happening in public schools. So, um, so there's a broad raft of issues, and I, I think that if people get the book, they can uh, really come up to date and up to speed with uh, a lot of things that are really happening. We start off obviously by uh, by looking at the, uh, the the historical aspect to some degree, but then really focusing very much on on the uh, the, the, the current issues of the day. Yes, thanks very much for that um, that rundown on the book. Thank I, you. That's, I, that's great. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, it would be great just to mention a quick word though about the uh, the census coming up on the oh, uh, yes. on the ninth. Yes. Uh, if, if you have time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, of course, the the, the 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 census and there is a now a broad campaign to uh, to get people to uh, to register the no vote um, to reg register no religion. Um, uh, through uh, um, a large number of um, uh, submissions that have been made to the Australian Bureau of Statistics uh, since the last um, census in 2011. Over 440 submissions were made from uh, secular organisations and humanist organisations throughout Australia. And the, uh, the ABS has, um, has moved the, uh, the, the no religion option from the uh, from the bottom of the paper now to the to the top of the paper, so instead of uh, the 22.3 percent recorded uh, no religion in 2011, uh, we fully expect that figure to uh, to double, at least double, um, in the coming census in uh, in August. Uh, very much the same way that it did uh, when New Zealand made the similar sort of changes um, in 2013. Very interesting. What what puzzles me is that um, we're told that forty percent of of children are now in religious private schools, and yet well over seventy percent of people, according to your your polling uh, to date, um, say that that they don't believe that religion and the state should have anything to do with each other. These figures don't quite quite gel, do they? Unless well, they of don't, course. Because, uh, 
and I think you've you touched on the point before, uh, Jean. I think that uh, a lot of uh, parents that put their their children into private schools religion's got nothing to do with it by by, by a, a very much a, a very slick marketing campaign. Yeah. Yeah. that um, puts the idea in that uh, even though the, 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 the family may be secular, that, that they've, been, they've been fed this, this myth that uh, private schools are far superior to, to public schools. And, of course, the, there's a very interesting article in the academic uh, website, um, uh, the, uh, the Conversation, mm. uh, just recently, that looks at all the, uh, the research and surveys over recent times and... Uh, and points to how well uh, public schools do do uh, compared with uh, with private schools you know, when kids get to university. Yes, that's correct. Um, there's a lot of myth-making about it, but that's because the, the private schools um, are only ever going to be as good as what the public system is. The public system's the main system always in well, almost exactly. every country. It, yes. it, it, Exactly, and I, and I think that uh, you know this, the, the the marketing campaign that uh, because they have you know the, so so much money to spend on uh, you know with all their grants and their our taxes at work, you, <laughs> they they could they can they can mount a fairly slick sort of campaign, and mm. they, they they obviously get a lot of traction in the uh, in the popular media. I mean, particularly the uh, the news limited media, which very much supports the Liberal Party, which is very much supports the whole idea of private education. I mean, they're trying to privatise everything quite naturally. They want to, you know, want, they want to completely privatise education in very much the same way they want to privatise health. Yes, well, this is our. This is the problem for the next generation. The uh, market ideology, together with the uh, supernatural ideology, as you call it, uh, the two of them together are um, doing the majority of our children in, and we've just got to fight it. It's quite simple. We just have to fight it. Absolutely. We've been fighting it for, um, what, 50, 60 years. Welcome aboard. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's a, it is a cause that is worth fighting for. Oh, absolutely. Couldn't the most important more, one. So we'll, just, uh, we'll just keep doing that. Yes, indeed. Look, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. And uh, if you just give that website again to our listeners and they can yeah, get your book. That mm. would be great. Thank you very much. Uh, for the book Sacred to Secular, um, good outline of the, the whole religious issue as it relates to uh, society today, Sacred to Secular. And the website is www.plainreason.info. So thank you very much.
Well, that was uh, George Frederick Handel's uh, Rinaldo, um, Laskia Kiopianga, and uh, it was even Yvonne Kenny, the soprano, and she was accompanied by the Australian Brandenburg Orchestra with Paul Dyer conducting. So um, that's from the ABC's classic 100 Voices, and we'll, we'll have another, another bit, bit, bit later in our program. However, we've been talking to Brian Morris from South Australia and he has here a very interesting uh, press release. They get out press releases much the same as we do in, uh, on their website. And I'm going to ask Dale to read two of these uh, press releases for you so that you can see what he's been talking about you can also go and read. Thanks, Jean. I've got the uh, press release. first press release I've got is entitled Defund $11 billion from private religious schools for public schools. Redirect $11 billion from private religious schools to public schools. And this was released on the 22nd of the 6th. Public schooling, much like Medicare, is being slowly privatised. With a staggering 40% of Aussie kids now enrolled in private religious schools, public education is being starved of funds, says Brian Morris, Director of Plain Reason. Federal funding cuts are already having an impact, but the plan by Malcolm Turnbull to only fund private schools, which are 94% religious, simply reinforces the Liberal government's philosophy to expand private schools. Mr Morris said it's long overdue that private religious schools were gradually defunded and the $11 billion of federal funds returned to public schools. It is also vital to counter the myth of low academic standards spread by private school interests. The community needs to rally to save the unique benefits of public schools, not just quality teachers, but the innovation, diversity and fundamental principles of egalitarianism that they provide. He pointed to the most recent review titled Building Our Nation Through Public Education, which details the primacy of public education and the urgent need to restore adequate funding to allow it again to flourish. Successive governments have become heavily Christianised, while the public is increasingly secular, with a recent survey showing 45% had no religion, a figure predicted to be nearer 50% in the August census. More Christianised education is a flawed ideology in our secular democracy, and the government needs to put a stop to this socio-religious division and gradually rechannel the $11 billion funds from private to public schools. Governments won't buy cars for us if we don't use public transport, so why do we expect federal help for pseudo-elitist schools, no better than public schools, which also teach beliefs in a supernatural God? And the next release I've got here is entitled 78% Want Religion Out of Government. A national poll in January shows 78% of Australians don't want religion dictating social policy and 72% think the Constitution should clearly separate church and state, said Brian Morris, Director of Plain Reason. It actually does. The Constitution does separate religion from the state. It's just that we have a stacked high court. Mm. 
Church leaders and many politicians wrongly claim our constitution is founded on Christian values that morally oppose contemporary policies such as same-sex marriage. It's an assertion firmly contradicted by Section 116 and also by historical evidence showing those who framed the Constitution, proclaimed in 1901, plainly intended Australia to be a secular nation. But a more explicit secular clause would deter politicians bending to religious lobbies who assert constitutional Christian values to block legislation for same-sex marriage and voluntary euthanasia. Just two current issues overwhelmingly supported uh, the com- by the community who are now predominantly religion neutral, Brian Morris said. The IPSOS poll taken during mid-January shows 78% of Australians want religion separated from the business of government and 72% agree the constitution should be more precise on this crucial point. Vice President of the Rationalist Association of New South Wales, Max Wallace, cited deeper constitutional problems that an amended Section 116 could resolve. He said religious influence is heavily embedded in the secular public domain. A good example is the two Williams High Court decisions concerning funding of religious chaplains in schools. These were technical, legal victories that were easily overridden by parliaments legislating for, a new, fund, for new funding arrangements to circumvent the two High Court decisions. And the High Court refused to have any finding on Section 116 in those cases. They just didn't want to open that Pandora's box. Another example is the federal government's $20 million-plus funding of the Pope's World Youth Day in Sydney. You can't get a more profound entanglement of government and religion than Parliament funding a papal event. A clearer constitutional clause separating religion from government, religious from government would, be, would prevent this, Max Wallace said. On the first question of whether personal religious beliefs should be separated from the business of government, a clear 78% thought it was very important, 58%, or somewhat important, 20%. Only 10% believed it was not very important and 4% thought it was not important at all. A further 8% didn't know. Most striking is that in every category except one subset, more than 50% of respondents agreed the proposition was very important across age, gender, education and gross income. Only the 18 to 29 age group listed a minor score of 47%. All education categories centred on 60% for the very important option. Throughout every gross income category, the very important response ranged well over 60%, providing a clear indication that the proposition was well supported across all socioeconomic demographics. Of equal interest was that the first option response registered as highly for rural areas as for all capital cities. The second question asked whether the separation of religion and government should be more clearly defined in the constitution. A solid 72% thought it should, with very important, 43%, and somewhat important, 29%, outpolling the 18% who were not convinced. The negative vote broke down to not very important, 10%, not important at all, 8%, with 10% who didn't know. 
Similarly, and reflecting question one, there was a strong there was strong support for a constitutional amendment across all age, education, and gross income demographics. On both questions, the male and female balance was almost equal. Brian Morris said, "It's now conclusive that the Australian population is overwhelmingly overwhelmingly supports the separation of religion from the whole political process, a clear constitutional demarcation between church and state. The public majority is now secular and religion neutral, with church congregations falling below eight percent." Small but still powerful religious institutions with their professional lobbyists are seen as an unelected and unrepresentative intrusion in the political system. Politicians, the law, media and the and public sector should take note of this potent community mood to limit religious influence in contemporary, contemporary social policy, Brian Morris said. And the survey was conducted during mid-January in 2016. It's all very interesting and um, the dogs are, are in general agreement that we should have separation of religion from the state and this is what underlay for 80 whole years a very strong public education system in Australia. Unfortunately, that situation has been undermined for the last 50 years until we are getting to the point where people are starting once again to talk about not just a good public education system, but separation of religion from the state. It's good for the state and it's certainly very, very good for genuine religious belief. But that is the dog's position and um, we'll have another, another um, piece of music now.
that was uh, once again from the ABC's uh, The Classic Hundred Voices. That was number 75 and was Andy Music to Music by Fran Schubert. And uh, the singer was Teddy Tahu Rhodes, a bass baritone, a very famous Australian bass baritone. And the um, person who was playing the piano was Christiane Chong. So we hope you enjoyed that. We've only got a few minutes left, but I'd like to read you something from Arena. It is a very good magazine that is produced in um, Fitzroy, Melbourne, the Australian magazine of left political, social and cultural commentary. And there's a very interesting article in it by the the editor. Uh, It's called Getting Real About Growth. Uh, And... um, I'd like to read you just a little bit uh, from it. Our present problems arise out of transformations associated with the shift to globalisation that took off in the 1980s. And the Turnbull plan should be seen as a snake oil solution for the collapse of growth. Our leaders in the 1980s led their nations into a novel process the consequences of which were unknown. The overall globalisation and free trade for everybody had never been tried in the world before. Free trade had always had a bit of protectionism uh, put in it by the national governments. But in the 1980s, it was open slather, wasn't it? Now, this was a process that was supported by technological change and it was, from the point of view of political leadership, largely a matter of the blind leading the blind. Malcolm Turnbull is further blinded at the moment by an inflated sense of his self. He seems ready to lead us down this road no matter what. Well, I think that this writer could perhaps... um, put behind Malcolm Turnbull, the Institute of Public Affairs. But Australia, like Britain and a lot of the other countries in our world, is now in a globalisation trap, one that's going to promote the 80-20 society, in which 20% of the population will be employed and 80% barely employed or underemployed or completely unemployed. People in many avenues of life can look around them and see their taken-for-granted world disintegrating before their eyes. And transformations on this scale and the social divisions that result as a consequence of that new version of capitalism that's emerged through its relationship with technosciences via the transformation of the universities. And these have been and are the core institutions of the globalisation process. Further, even if growth were to be achieved, the effect of these institutional complexes is to break the relation between investment, growth and employment as experienced in the period of the industrial capitalism. If there is investment, we can no longer assume there will be employment. And yet this is what Mr Turnbull has been promising us in this election. So... Those of you who have not yet gone to the election box, to the ballot box, dogs aren't telling you how to vote. 
we're not the Catholic Church, but we do suggest that you put the Liberal Party coalition last because they are giving us snake oil instead of leadership. So the dogs don't want to say anything more about this today. We wait with interest to what happens. Uh, You can't say that we are not living in very interesting times and we are going to be here for some time yet fighting for public education and separation of religion from the state. Those are the two things that we stand for and we will never give them up and we will never give up the fight either. If you want to communicate with us or uh, find out more about us, then go to our website at www.adogs.info. But from Dale and myself, it's bye for now. I dreamed I saw Joe Hill last night Alive as you and me Says I, but Joe, you're ten years dead I never died, says he I never died, says he In Salt Lake City, Joe, says I Him standing by my bed They framed you on a murder charge, says Joe, but I'm dead, says Joe, but I'm dead. The copper bosses killed you, Joe, they shot you, Joe, says I, takes more than guns to kill a man. Says Joe, I didn't die Says Joe, I didn't die And standing there as big as life And smiling with his eyes Says Joe, what they can never kill Went on to organize Went on to organize From San Diego up to Maine In every mine and mill Where workers strike and organize It's there you find your hill It's there you find Says he.